Welcome Mandalorian Fakers to the Mando Roundup, brought to you by FakingStarWars.net. It's time to kick back at the saloon with a dust stick or two and enjoy this week's recap of the Mandalorian. Ah, bounty hunting is the life, wouldn't you agree? Deeper, what are you eating? Mm. Oh, this is delicious. Uh, I just went down to the Galactic Denny's and got a takeout order. This is a uh, a three-egg spider egg, crazy weird tadpole egg omelet. It's delicious. You should really try it. <laughs> Brought to you by Baby Yoda. I think I'll just stick to the regular Denny's and have a Moons Over Miami. Seriously, though, this episode was kind of like Baby Yoda's bizarre food. It was gross. It, it was yeah. gross. Did not make me feel like uh, snacking. Right, right. Well, we'll get into that uh, uh, soon, but uh, this is uh, FakingStarWars.net's podcast, The Mando Roundup. I am Storm Duper. Uh, with me, as always, is the lovely, the vivacious, the sanctimonious and snarky Gemma the Hutt. I like those titles. Yes. So, uh, Gemma, you know, um, were you just glued to your television all week watching the Galactic Election? The Huts don't get involved. You know, we're only out for ourselves. You're like, don't join from The Last Jedi there, I, huh? Yeah, I did not have a, a horse in this race. I would think you would be interested. I mean, that the, you know, the, your gangster uh, control on the galaxy would be in, in diminished with the election of Supreme Leader Palpatine, <laughs> dictator for life, you know, emperor for life. So... <laughs> Um, well, let's uh, let's get into it. We are FakingStarWars.net. This is the Mando Roundup. You've also heard our sister podcast, Faking Star Wars Radio. Um, and we just want to give a shout out to some of our new uh, patrons on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com slash FakingStarWars. Um, first of all, at the Fake Jedi Padawan level is Stephen Howard, a brand new patron this past week. Thank you very much, Stephen. Uh, your support is very much appreciated. Um, and also, coming in at the Fake Jedi Night level, we have the Media Critics, uh, who's out there supporting us as well. So thank you very much. And our faithful supporters, Darth Taxis and Keith Harmon, we have not forgotten you. We still love you and need you desperately. Um, if you are not a supporter, please go to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash fakingstarwars. And every little bit helps, you know, keep us faking, faking, faking. Also, we would love if you could write reviews for us or follow us on social media. I am Storm Duper. And uh, soon enough, I hear, Gemma the Hutt, you may have your own Twitter twattering account. You know, we'll get into it. Somebody's got to teach me the whole twattering thing. That's right. That's right. Well, let's uh, talk about this episode. You know, it was uh, a little bit different from other episodes we've seen. Um, you know, this is the first episode where we just basically do a tour of Bizarre Foods in the Galaxy with Baby Yoda. Uh, this is directed by Peyton Reed. Uh, are you familiar with his work? I'm not. Tell me about it. So Peyton Reed directed the Ant-Man for the Marvel oh, Galactic Universe. that explains the big ant. Yes. So we had a little Easter egg there um, with a, a giant. A little ant. Easter egg. Right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> talking about eggs. Um, so yeah, he, he did this episode. So um, let's hear your synopsis of chapter 10, The Passenger. Uh, I'm going to retitle this episode, um, Child Rearing Gone Wrong. Because I feel like this is the episode where we learn that Baby Yoda is actually a psychopath. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a murderous psychopath. Um, so long story short, um, the Mandalorian's uh, still traipsing through space trying to find all the MacGuffins he's trying to find. And, uh, you know, he gets hooked up with a, a much more subdued Amy Sedaris again. And he's got to transport like this frog lizard lady to another planet, like real slow 
so it's dangerous like they can't speed and they've got to use their turn signals and stop at red lights and so um of course of course bad thing happens we have bad things happen when you follow the rules and uh um, so they get stuck on a nice planet full of spiders and we learn that baby yoda you know like i said is, is a psychopath an egg-eating psychopath yes he's very oviparous as it were um, this is definitely not the... Is this episode vegan propaganda? I wasn't sure. Like, is it kind of advocating eating eggs, or is it sort of trying to dissuade us from doing so? I felt like it was an advertisement for eggs. I love eggs from my head down to my legs. Heard the latest... I mean, if anything, I was going to go make some eggs. But it's sort of that horror thing, too. Like, don't, don't, uh, you know, don't touch the eggs. You don't know where they've been. And then mm. all of a sudden, I don't know. In our predictions from last week, I think we both get about 50% because I had predicted that they were going to leave Tatooine, which happened, but there was no encounter with Boba Fett. It's like he doesn't even exist in this episode, but the Razor Crest did sustain heavy damage, which I predicted as well. So I don't think that's worth 50% at all. No. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> your, your prediction, I have to say, Gemma, was so stupidly generic. I mean, you could have flipped a coin and hey, you would have been right. back the huts. Don't, don't pick sides here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'd like to hear a more specific prediction from you this week. Okay. Uh, you know, but uh, you said that it would just be one of those episodic episodes that didn't really advance the plot at all. And, and, I and that was a million percent true. Yeah. And I, I, I hate to say this. I think we may be in for more of those. I think that's fine. I think the people, they want their instant gratification and uh, they're just not going to get it. Mm. So I think that that's fine and everybody should chill out and not each episode needs to mean something like amazing and advance the plot. Yeah, it can just be some entertainment. So just sit back and be entertained, people. It it was entertaining. I thought the visuals were awesome. There's a lot of Ralph McQuarrie artwork in this episode, like the spider monsters. Those were originally uh, concept art for what Luke would encounter on Dagobah in The Empire Strikes Back, believe it or not. I believe it, but yeah, it's a good, good use of those. Those were cool. I mean, I like the design on those spiders because they they do look like they could survive in the frigid uh, temperatures of that ice cave. But then they have that little weird mole nose thing on the front that's this (laughs) thing of nightmares. (laughs) Not a mole nose. (laughs) (laughs) So here's my questions for you, Gemma. Um, Who did they bring on to set to teach Amy Sedaris how to screech like a barn owl because she really had it down pat. I feel like she just does that on her own terms. I, I'm guessing she she might do that voice all the time. <laughs> like, how is that a language? I, I liked it. I don't, I, I just really liked it. We <laughs> are going to do an episode on Star Wars languages on Faking Star Wars Radio. Like, we have to do it now, especially <laughs> after this performance because that was amazing. Like, how can those sounds have enough meaning for it to make sense? Yeah, I mean, I thought that the kind of, Genosians were bad with their like click language but this was kind of up there I think for me I liked it so it was cool I just liked the face she made you know she got all weird she almost reminded me of like those Veloci or those um whatever Dilophosaurus is in Jurassic Park I half expected this like neck this neck uh, mane (laughs) to pop out a, a flap of skin you know as she did it so so what were you thinking when the frog lady got all nudie and went for a steam sauna bath in the hot springs of the ice cave? Well, Duper, since I know you're attracted to reptiles and amphibians, I think this is a much better question for you. Well, I am pansexual, you know, like Lando Calrissian, um, but that did not do anything for me. Um, I was more concerned about her, like, 
just kind of lackluster approach to protecting the eggs. Like she's just like, oh, I've got to got to keep my eggs warm. Let me just open them up and throw them in this boiling hot uh, sauna. Like, No, I was okay with that. I was just the part I had the most problem with was how she got her clothes on so fast. <laughs> oh, right. When they were running away from the spiders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess the whole time I'm thinking like for, for being really concerned about your last life cycle spawn, I mean, she didn't even have like a padlock on that egg uh, incubator. Well, that was her mistake. Uh, no, I, I totally got that she needed to keep them warm. I had no problem with them taking a dip. That was that was not the problem. But yeah, the padlock uh, would have made a lot more sense. If you want to hold on to what you've got, insist on genuine master locks known for being tough under fire. It would have really solved a lot of problems yes. for her eggs. Right? Oh, yes. Um, anyway, well, I guess, you know, maybe she didn't have thumbs and she can't operate, you know, keys or combination <laughs> locks. That's always a possibility. Um, so when did you think, like at the very beginning, getting into this episode, there's a little scene, a little delightful scene on Tatooine, uh, with the Mandalorian. And actually, I think that was one of the species there was the original species that Mandalorian had to fight, uh, when he found baby Yoda with IG-11 in the very first episode. Um, but that other guy, I think, was a Tito. And we saw Tito's on uh, Jakku with um, uh, Ray, Ray Skywalker. That's just Tito. Wants you for parts. He's no respect for anyone. Um, so a little bit of Easter eggs all over the place. But uh, when, they're, when he's meeting them... Uh, and and the jetpack uh, you know kills the Tito guy and they and the um, speeder is blown up. When did Mando forget that he had a jetpack? And so he like <laughs> he had to walk all the way into town in the hot sun with a hobo bag on I his shoulder. I think that he absolutely uh, did not forget he had a jetpack, and he absolutely would have used it. Except you know he just wanted to look cool, like sauntering into town. Uh, so it's an intimidation tactic with a big or something. Armful of, you know. Or he could have like just jetpacked in with baby Yoda, left the crap in the desert, and then like come back for it like 10 minutes later. <laughs> Is it like, you know, getting groceries out of your speeder? Right, you right. To, like exactly. leave the door open. <laughs> yeah. So um, another thing I didn't really understand was where did those rebel X-Wings pop out from that he encounters on their way to the ice planet? Um, I did think that was a little weird and out of place. It's like we don't really know what's going on politically and we don't know you know who's really in charge of what and then yeah they they literally pop out of nowhere and they just seem to be the, they're the exact same ones he encountered before at the prison and, and that's just so unlikely and right. goofy yeah that was a goofy decision do you think dave filoni has a future as an x-wing pilot this is his second performance now <laughs> He's like, I am made of cardboard. I Let mean, me I, I don't know if you. you can make a career out of that, but I thought it was a little <laughs> bit convenient and a little bit um, silly. So, I yeah, not not a huge fan of that. But um, that was still not the interesting part. I thought the, the huh. interesting story here was, you know, this frog lady and her trying to, you know, get free and make a life for herself and her husband and her family. And I thought that that was, you know, like more the story. It wasn't about politics it was about family that's true yeah so 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 frog lady played by misty rosas i guess from what i read uh why is her husband on the planet trask to begin with instead of like bringing her chop suey and watermelon for her pregnancy <laughs> cravings darling are you sure you want watermelon Mm-hmm. oh and some chop suey too chop suey 
Well, I mean, I think she explains that pretty clearly that there's only so many planets that are habitable. And so it's like kind of sweet that this family, this new family is going to get out and like, you know, thrive. And So Frog Lady is surviving fine on Tatooine, gets pregnant, like, you know, long, you know, puts her eggs in an incubator. And then her husband's like, see ya, I'll find us a nicer place to live. <laughs> Like, does well, she really believe him? Here's I mean, the, like, weird, the weird part of that. Is, how do we know he's telling the truth? Like, okay, so if you know anything about amphibians and, and reptiles, which I thought you did, Duper, um, she's carrying around these, like, unfertilized eggs, right? Yes. So she's going to go back to that planet, find the husband, and he's going to get it on. Get it on with her back to incubator, baby. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm comfortable with the implications, but I think the story is really sweet. And and that's why it's bizarre because it's almost like the baby Yoda's a villain. Like, he's going to eat your family because he just doesn't care. <laughs> he's he's going to eat your family. He kills their kids. He kills their wives. He kills their parents and their parents' friends. He burns down the houses they live in and the stores they work in. He kills people that owe them money. And like that, he's gone. Uh, he's like Kaiser Soze, you yeah. know, the galactic Kaiser Soze. Oh, geez. Not only is he going to kill your frog spawn, but he's going to eat them too. Um, so uh, another thing I had a question about in that scene with the Rebel X-Wings, by the way, is how does Mando know the phrase, may the force be with you, if he doesn't seem to understand anything about Baby Yoda's powers to begin with, like in the whole first season, that was the thing. He didn't even know what was going on. But haven't we talked about how they say, may the force be with you, even though people might not even actually believe in it? Like it's just become a bit of a tagline. I guess so. But I, yeah, I mean, I just thought that was a little bit tacked on. No, I'm comfortable. I'm okay. comfortable with that. So you think that Mandalorian has maybe educated himself on the Force in the interim period? He's had a little <laughs> downtime. He's got out his Kindle and he's reading the Force no, books. No, 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 no. They're driving real slow, so he's listening to NPR to kill time. <laughs> galactic public, yeah, Gia, galactic faking news. You know, <laughs> he's learning about the the way of the Force. So on audiobook, nonetheless. <laughs> I mean, I guess if the Last Jedi depicted like that, the Jedi's had these sacred texts. Like, surely they would put them on audiobook as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what so. he's driving around listening to. <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, given given the uh, weirdness of this episode on the best car scale of 1 to 10, um, I have to say, Gemma, I was not too impressed with this episode. Other than the fact that it was just a little bit of fun, it didn't really hang together as, as part of the rest of the series for me. I felt like this episode could have been episode three, four, five, six, seven of any of the episodes we've seen so far. And I'm just getting kind of sick of that format. So I'm going to give this one a three out of ten. It, it just, that's, I was very that's disappointed. That's rough I, I disagree. I disagree. And, and I've heard, I've heard rumors that people are not so excited about this episode. Um, but I just wish they'd... Uh, you know, grow up and, and enjoy it, you know? Like, they don't need to be gratified with, like, earth-shattering plots every single episode. So I, I think I'm okay with it, and I think I'd give it more like a seven and a half because it's more of what the show, I think, should be. You just are laying a giant stink egg in the studio here. Yeah, Gemma. I am. I don't have any... You're just insolent. I I mean, <laughs> you have to agree with me on everything or you're not allowed to be back on the podcast. <sighs> Well, okay, your punishment for being so wrong is you have to give us your speculation uh, for the next episode, Ooh. chapter 11, Ooh. which we know nothing about. And uh, I'm supposed to be more specific now. I want you to, yeah, I want you to make a claim that is like obviously true or obviously false. Like, Okay. 
Yeah, because up to now you're just very generic, and like our fan, we've gotten so much hate mail about your predictions that like, <laughs> I mean, my mailbox is crashing here. Hey, like, and any attention is good attention. Right, right. Apparently, <laughs> a, that's a that's apparently that what the emperor thinks as well with his Twitter account. So, <laughs> um, so what do you think? Yeah, we'll, we'll give you twenty seconds here to make your predictions. Okay, I'm gonna be a little bold. Um, I think that maybe uh, since the baby Yoda is trying to talk. It might communicate somehow. I think it's going to become more than just like a, you know, a psychopathic egg eater. And uh, we're going to get our our old friends back. So you're thinking that Baby Yoda is going to talk in some way, shape, or form? Well, not talk, but communicate. Like he might say like, goo goo, Mando. (laughs) Like, Mando, go poopy, go poopy, Mando. We need to learn something about him. You know, get Baby Yoda some diapers. We just need to learn something about him. All right, all right. Well, we—I mean, we know a lot. We know he can use the Force. We know he loves eggs of all species. That <laughs> he's got terrible taste in foods. Yes, basically. So, um, all right. Well, here's here's what I think. I'm gonna be very specific on this one. Uh, they are going to need to land on a water planet because the spaceship is almost completely screwed up. And they're going to have to then get on a boat with the uh, frog lady in tow to take her to find her husband, who has probably met some doom or some problem or something. It's going to just take them with a quarren on this boat to, to deliver the eggs, basically. And that's uh, that's pretty much what I think is going to happen here. I, Duper, I'm ashamed of you. I'm just going to throw this out here. I think that you are uh, predicting a boat because at some point on a preview, you saw a boat. <laughs> Yeah, I did see a boat, and Super. I saw I saw the frog lady on the trailer as well with her oh little my, it's incubator. It's like cheating. So I'll tell you one of well, the. Well, okay, it may not have been the frog lady. I have to go back and watch. I know I saw that incubator thing though, because okay. like tons of people have been speculating, like what the heck is this incubator? The next episode, we are going to see the Quarren. I am sure of it. I'm waiting for the Quarren. Okay, so I'll just throw this out here: that one of the things about being slightly disinterested in speculation is yes. that you don't spoil yourself and i think you've spoiled yourself <laughs> so you've just you've just spoiled it thanks duper for that so don't listen to me uh, about anything unless you you really know what's going on in the galaxy um because everything else is fake news and uh i am right about everything that happens on the mandalorian Gemma the hut doesn't know anything she is just a fat blob of gangster grease i'm a know nothing right um, but this was a fun episode. I do agree with you that it was interesting and, and stuff, but I just, I am ready for more plot. I love seeing how things escalate. So that was my big complaint. But Duper, for your sake, I hope you get what you want. Well, I'm just going to finish my omelet here. That's good enough for me right now, I guess. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. yeah. And until next week, this is the way. And may the foe be with you. <laughs>